Because I feel the presence of the Lord here. And where the presence of the Lord is, the only thing you need to do is just to cooperate with Him and leave Him to do what only Him can do. That's why I'm sure that because you are here tonight, your coming will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. And whatever it is that you are trusting God for, you will go back home testifying, having received your miracles in the name of Jesus. You're going to pray some prayers. And the first prayer is just to appreciate God for life. Just to thank God that you are here today. How he has been keeping you since January up to now. Why don't you go ahead and appreciate the Lord. Just say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. And also thank you for the salvation of your soul. Thank you for keeping you, for watching over you in the morning, afternoon, evening, on the road. The same road some people are home and they are no more. The Lord has been taking you and high on the same road. He has been keeping us, watching over us. Appreciate him for the salvation of your soul. If you are not saved, what would have been your, your, your case by now? Appreciate him for everything he has done. Even appreciate him for those things that it seems he has not done. Because God knows what he is doing. Our God knows what he is doing. The Bible says, No, not to God are all his works. There is nothing hidden from our God. Why don't you appreciate him even for those things that you think he has not done? Let him see that you are grateful. You are grateful. That your life is enough for you to give him praise. Appreciate the faithfulness of our God. Worship the beauty of his holy name. Lord, we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. How many want God to visit them tonight? They are going to turn that to a prayer. Say, Lord, visit me in a unique way tonight. Do something new in my life tonight. Let not my coming be in vain. Go ahead and express your, your desire unto the Lord. Go ahead and express that which you want from Him. You are here to pray, and I know that you are going to pray through tonight, but you have to pray to yourself. The Lord visit me tonight. I have come, that song says, Jesus answers prayers. The Lord I serve answers prayer. Only Jesus answers prayer. Lord, I have come unto you. Please answer my prayers tonight. Everyone that will voice out, oh God, that desire unto you tonight, turn every request, oh Lord, to testimony. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you have said it. Do it tonight. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Psalm 11 verse 3. So if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I believe we are righteous 
If I am mistaken, all of us probably we are saved. I'm assuming now, because I'm not God, there's no way I can measure that. But the Bible says, the fact that you are a born again Christian, if there's something wrong in your foundation, in your generation, <coughs> there's nothing you can do except God help you. If the foundation be destroyed, if there's something faulty in your foundation, what can the righteous do? So you're going to pray the next prayer. You're going to say, Father, visit my foundation and repair every destroyed section. Give me a new beginning, a new foundation that I may fulfill my purpose. Say, Lord, visit my foundation tonight. Visit my foundation tonight, everything that is faulty in my foundation. Lord, fix them tonight. Whatever foundational problem you are passing through, you know that many of, many of those problems, you know them. They are foundational issues. You have tried out to get out of it. You cannot. Because you did not determine who will be your parents. You were just born to that family. Say, Lord, visit my foundation tonight. Every issue that is tormenting my destiny in my foundation, Jesus, visit them tonight and fix them. Lebro to Sekati Halabot, Genderoso Pradiakilatopedus, Leka Pradabrotus Sekahandelus, everything forty in my foundation. Jesus, visit them tonight. I believe you are praying for yourself. The Lord, visit my foundation and fix every forty part. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, ask God to give you a new beginning, a new beginning of encounter with the Lord, a new beginning of power, a new beginning of prosperity, a new beginning of joy, a new beginning of fulfillment of destiny, a new beginning of sound health, a new beginning of grace unspeakable, a new beginning of uncommon favor. Jesus, Jesus. Give us a new beginning to life. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I decree is receiving a repaired foundation. Everything fought in that foundation. Lord, fix them tonight in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Put us together as we take your feet. Amen. We're going to be praying tonight. Tonight is a night of prayer. But because before we pray, we need to have the right understanding. That's why we're going to go to some session of the world. Please don't sleep. I believe by the time you know the topic we are treating tonight, if you feel like sleeping, please stand up and walk around. You are free. We are here to pray. You feel like sleeping, what do you do? You walk around. How many people here you have testimonies? Just one or two. Let's give God glory for what you have done. Testimonies. Anybody with testimony we have given her? One, two. Okay, let the two. Let's take those two. Microphone, please. Microphone, okay. Let's have a Micah. Then followed by Brother Kibi. And that's it for tonight.
Praise the Lord. I give praise and glory to the Lord, Almighty God. Last week, I had a severe backache problem. So I visited to the doctor. And as usual, normal medicine is given. While talking to him, uh, he prescribes from, he disclosed some more issues within me. And he says, you have to treat it well. I said, what it is? Then he said, okay, I'll give you a set of questions and you have to give me the true answer, yes or no. I said, it's okay, no problem. So, while doing the session, my, according to my answers, he calculated and he says, see, it is proved, you have this issue and for that I have to treat you for a long time. And I will prescribe you a specific medicine, you take it at least for a month. But my mind was not ready for that. I said, I will not take any continuous medicine. I rejected that. I said, I will not believe the doctor. So that itself I decided in my heart, but just to tell him no, uh, just to dis- not to displease him, I said, okay, I will do that. After coming home, I started praying, pray for that subject. And few days later, I consulted uh, Pastor Leslie. Uh, for counseling, I said before take, starting this medicine uh, with prayer, I will take the suggestion of the servant of God. And while talking to him, he nicely he prayed with me and he counseled me and he said, No, Michael, it is not for you. I said, I accept you. And with that, I accepted the truth. I did not touch the, I even did not bought the medicine. I said, I completely rejected and till now I am completely okay. I praise God for everything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to briefly uh, thank God for the life of my dad. He turned 70 on Tuesday. Uh, I want to thank God for divine preservation. Uh, On Sunday, he fell. Uh, he, he was dizzy and he fell, but uh, as God will have it, he, he had the bed beside him and instead of falling on the floor, he fell on the bed and my mom was there to support him. Uh, and he went for some checkups. But uh, where the devil wants to take life, because that is duty, God gives life instead. So I just praise God for preserving him and my express desire is that the grace of God has kept him this far, we continue to add more life to him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank God for preservation of life. We thank God for that great testimony. And now I will just give my own testimony too. I think I will give two of them. Two months ago, my wife went for a checkup. And the solution the doctor prescribed was surgery. And we prayed. And we trust God, specifically what must happen. That God, whatever the doctor says you want to do, you have to do this miracle without the doctor's intervention. To God's glory, we went, I think it was last yesterday, the doctor did every test testable, and the verdict is no more surgery. 
because God has proved himself. Hallelujah. It's a miracle that it's only when you express it you can know. When the doctor says something is in you, and you have Holy Spirit remove it by your right hand. Let me share this. While I was praying concerning that issue, the Holy Spirit showed me Psalms 118, verse 15 and 16. I said, by the right hand of God, that the right hand of God does what? Valiantly. And we said, by that same right hand, do your surgical operation without spilling a blood. And the Lord did it. So we want to give glory to God for that miracle. Praise the Lord. Now, the second testimony, while I go to church this evening, I just saw a text from Basmuscat. And I think it was must be four years ago or three years ago. I took a huge sum of loan from Basmuscat. And after then, the contract I was on was due to end even before the, ex- the expiration of the loan. But I took it by faith that yes, I know my contract will be renewed one. And God will help me that what I'm taking this money for, I will have completed that project before that money will be paid full. And to God's glory, I got the text for the final payment. And every expectation was granted. So I want to give glory unto God because our God answers prayer. And I'm sure somebody else that's trusting God for something like this, all this wonderful miracle, you will stand to testify to. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Let's be on our feet as we pray. Father, we thank you for this testimony. We are so grateful because this is only you that has done it. Your right hand has done this. Your miraculous works is what we are saying. Thank you for miracle of healing without intervention of any surgery, any doctor. They say he needs to go for treatment. Your son trusts you for healing and you have done it. Thank you for preservation of life 70 years. Oh, that we thank you. Thank you because you spared the life of your son from sudden death. Lord, we give you all the glory for miracle of favor, for miracle of healing. And for everything you have done in our lives, we return the glory back unto you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, it is time for you to do what you say you will do. As we go into your word, Please speak to our heart in the name of Jesus. As we pray tonight, please answer us speedily in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, my oh, Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Please let's have our seat. But before we get to to relax, we'll be able to take, get to some places the Holy Spirit wants us to get tonight. We're going to be discussing tonight about the topic securing liberty from curses. Securing liberty from curses. John eight thirty two and thirty six. John 8.32 and 36 And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Can you help me preach to your neighbor and say the same verse to him? And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Then verse 36 if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I see somebody going out of this place after this service completely free of every affliction of the enemy in the name of Jesus. You are leaving this place completely free from every form of curse in the name of Jesus. What is a curse? The simplest way you can define a curse is, is the opposite of blessing. Everybody know what is a blessing. You know what you call what? A blessing. So everything contrary to blessing is what? A curse. A curse is like a spell. At the moment it's attached to somebody... Or is placed on somebody, or pronounced on somebody, or written about somebody, it begins to work continuously doing the havoc that it is meant to do until it is broken, reversed, or cancelled. Causes are destructively powerful. But unfortunately, many people, they don't realize this fact. They have been deceived by the fact that, yes, everything is going smoothly. Nobody can do me any harm. But not knowing there is a juncture at the point of their life that that curse is ready to manifest. 
we see the, the power of curse in the way God handled Balak when Balak hired him to go and curse the children of God. In Genesis 22, 17-18, we saw God declaring blessings upon Abraham. That in blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the heart be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voices. God pronounced this blessing himself upon Abraham. But you know something? The devil heard it. But whether the devil heard it or not, that blessing began to work. And the generations of Abraham began to expand. They got favor on every side. They became a terror to the whole world. To the point after they left Egypt and they were rotting havoc on the way. One of the places they were going to pass through, the king said, Oh, from what I've heard about what God has done on behalf of these children of Israel, because of his blessing upon them, the only thing I can do to be able to make them not to come and destroy me like they have destroyed the other nation is what? To put a curse that will negate the blessings that God has put on them. Now, if you look at it very well, God could have just killed Balak or do something else. You know what God did? God did everything to ensure that that man will not be able to curse Israel. So now look at yourself. If there is a blessing, yes, you are a child of God, wonderful, you are born again. But you know there is somebody somewhere looking for a way to curse you against the blessing that God has placed on you. In Numbers 22:11, Balak hired Balaam, a prophet of God, of questionable character anyway. <laughs> he said, go and call me Balaam and let him come and curse these people. Because I know if you could be able to curse them, then all those blessings God has said will be revived. All those blessings he has done, they will begin to do what to make them to make God to be angry against them. And the blessing will be turned to curse. In verse 11, number 32, 11. Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt which covereth the face of the earth. You see that the blessing is already coming to manifestation. God said he would turn them to nations and they will feed the whole earth. Even Balak himself recognized that this blessing is working. 
Come now, cause them for cause me them, peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. So Balak had the understanding that the only thing that can make me defeat these people is if I make a servant of God to pronounce a curse upon them. And because God said that, God had to stop Balaam from doing it. Because this is a video, I will not want to go into the detail of that story. But at the end, God had to make a donkey to speak in order to stop Balaam from going to curse the people of God. In Numbers 12, 22, 12, verse 12, And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. Now you ask me, why, why was God going to this extent? If you read the whole story, it's truly dramatic. Three times the angel of God had to stop the donkey. No, you are not going. When Balaam realized this is now the angel of God, the Bible says he fell flat on his face. For you to know the effect of this, this, the power of God. Three times, Balak wasted seven, seven, I think it should be seven lambs, seven gold, seven, just to be able to make Balaam to curse the people of God. Three times, he took him to one side, he said he should look at the Israel, to another side, look at them, to another side, but in each of these, when Balaam opened his mouth, he began to rain blessings on the people of God. And that is why, please be careful, the people you go to. Say, ah, that man is powerful. He has ten heads. And you go and put your head. Please lay your hands on my head. And by the time he lays his hand, he had much of your problem. You see a lot of people going from church to church, from this to this. Oh, that man is powerful. This one is powerful. Is that. But instead of getting blessing, what are they getting? Curse. Please be careful. Please be careful who you go to to pray for you. Who you go to. A lot of people have been trapped in the name of, oh, pastor, pray for me, pastor, pray for me, going from one place to the other, from one room to the other, from one house to the other, in the name of praise. They have been initiated to court. I heard of a story of a, a woman, she went to one church, to go and pray. And she had a problem. As she was waiting for the man of God, the wife of the man of God came. I said, oh, you want to see the pastor? Take this kolanot. By the time the woman heard the kolanot, in the night, she began to fly. She went to who? A man of God. 
You know what? I'm not saying she entered the Boeing 747. <laughs> she became a witch. Just taking a cola lot. Given by the so-called wife of the man of God. So, curses are so powerful that their effect lasts for long until they are broken. When the Lord placed a curse on David and his household. In Second Samuel 12, 10, it says, Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thy house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Ethite to be thy wife. You know the effect of that curse. Up to today, Israel is passing to what they are going through. Because of what? That's in the curse. Says what will not depart from your house, David, because you have done this, and that is sealed. When the Lord pronounced curse upon our greatest mother now, Eve, you know the effect that curse is still having on mankind today. When Cain killed the brother, God placed a curse on him. And the man said, oh, this curse is too much, God. I will not be able to carry this. And God said, anyone that killed you is cursed too. So, why am I saying this? Just for you to have understanding that, yes, you need to be conscious of all these things. So that you will not be under a cause and think things are working or oh, everything will work fine. During a lot of people, they have been so programmed because of the covenant that has been made on their behalf that is at the point when they want to get something wonderful. That is when that cause will be activated. And you just say, oh, the guy just died. Because of what? There was a cause that remained unbroken. Tonight, I strongly believe that by the prayers we are going to be praying tonight, if you truly believe and you pray, whatever curse that is on your life shall be broken in the name of Jesus. So don't be deceived. But yes, you are born again. There's no more curse. Even yes, by understanding, the Bible says you are seated with Christ. Where? Heavenly places. Where there's no reach of any demon, any principalities. But you know what? When you get born again, your soul gets born again. You become what? A new creature. The capacity to commit sin is deadened. But, any carryover you have, you must consciously cut them off. Just like if you had a relationship before you gave your life to Jesus, the lady, will she come again the following day or not? 
she will come. But you say, no, I am not what? A born again Christian. Don't come to my house again. No more fornication. The same way consciously, every covenant that has been made in the past that you are not even aware of, you must consciously break loose from them. So whatever you bind on heart, shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on heart, shall be what? Lose in heaven. There was a testimony of a man of God, a pastor, that was having serious problems, from one problem to the other. He has prayed, he has fasted, he prayed for people, but this problem still persists. And as he was waiting on God, seeking the face of God, God revealed that there was a covenant made by the Father when he was young. And that covenant remained active. And it took the man of God to go back to that village to go and restitute. After the restitution, by the time he came back, the problem disappeared. A what? A man of God. I'm taking you through this so that you will have a passion to pray tonight because I want you to pray so that you will be set completely free. You don't, you don't want to hide under a house where there is fire. Because when the AC is inside the room, and you are enjoying the AC, but on top of the roof, there's what? Fire. So it's just waiting for you to go, come to come out, out of the AC. And what happened? You see the reality. And that's why we are here tonight. To pray. Ostia 4 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ignorance is never an excuse. Even in law. No, I don't know the law. Sorry. Ignorance is what? Never an excuse. You see throughout the scriptures, it is your responsibility to break loose from all those causes that have been placed on you and your family. You're going to be seeing some things that those will be showing us. In 2 Corinthians 2.11, So let Satan should get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The devil is a stubborn devil. Devil is a what? A stubborn devil. The Bible said the only ministry he has is what? To kill? To steal? And to what? So which one of them looks like what you want? <laughs> and yet still, the Bible says, is the accuser of who? Are you part of the brethren? Is <laughs> the accuser of the brethren. So he will keep on looking for loopholes. He will keep on looking for a way to place a cause 
that will make you not to fulfill the purpose God has proposed for your life. But the good news is where we started from. That tonight, you shall know the truth and the truth shall completely set you free in the name of Jesus. And because the Son therefore is here to set you free tonight, I decree you shall be free indeed in the name of Jesus. And the prayer is going to pray tonight is not going to be only you. It's going to transfer to your generation. There are room for that. That you will pray it on behalf of your families. But the truth is, when things happen to some people, you will shed tears. Is that not? That is why you, you, you don't pray this kind of prayer for yourself alone. You pray for people that when anything evil happens to them, you will have to shed tears. So you pray on their behalf also, like Daniel prayed. He prayed on behalf of the old Israel. That it is time for us to be set free according to the book. And the Lord heard him. The Lord will hear you tonight in the name of Jesus. Let's go quickly to two steps that you take to secure your liberty from curses. Two steps. And number one is identify the curse. And number two, break all the curses. Who is going to do that for you? You yourself. You must what? Identify the curse and go ahead to break them. You say, how will I break them? Will I go and take an uh, employee, a bulldozer to do it? No. You do it yourself. And you are here tonight to do exactly that. But I believe as this message goes on, when the Holy Spirit was putting this word in my heart, he said, there will be people that will be here tonight as the message will be going on. The Holy Spirit is going to open your eyes and you will see, oh, so this is why this thing has been like this. So as you remember those things as this message is going on, Please note them down and then you begin to pray a concerted prayer against such causes. God, I believe you're going to open your heart tonight to discover those things. Oh, it has happened to me. <laughs> when I discover one of those causes of pressure upon my life, I had to go to my grandmother. And I sat her down. I began to ask her questions. Because she was the one that stayed where I was going home. And when she was pouring out her heart, then I knew the kind of prayer I should pray. And that was it. So, as the Holy Spirit will be ministering to you tonight, you will remember something, you, he will be telling you the steps to take. Please note it down and go and do it. Many of us, until you go and do that institution, sorry, there is that spell, that cause, we continue to operate. There was a case of a, of, of, a, of a teacher. She collected, he collected the money from all the students in her class. Collected money, small, small money, probably small, small money from students. And ran with the money. Not knowing that some of those students, their parents, they had to sacrifice to give that money. And what I said, this man, 
he placed a curse on the man. And you know the curse? The man, if I remember very well the story, he must not take life. <laughs> if he takes life, that is dead. Because your whole body be filled with rashes. Serious allergy. When the man came for prayer and he was prayed for, and the Holy Ghost revealed that this is what you have done, and this is the cause of that, he had to go back to that same village to go and look for the, that family that pays the cause. And he had to give them money more than what he took. He just went there and gave them more than what he took. And that was the end of the story. It's not his life, like you and I. If he did not understand that it has a cause, the man would have died anyhow. So, number one, you must identify these causes. You say, how do I identify it? Now, I, I, I tell people this. If you can identify the cause of your problem, you have solved the problem 50%. How many percent? 50. You know that this is the cause of my problem? Oh, relax. 50% of the problem is solved. The remaining is just to go ahead and implement what you need to do. And the problem is over. And that's why the Bible says, for lack of knowledge, even my people are destroyed. So, you must identify the problem. How? By consistent prayer. By consistent prayer and fasting. Jeremiah 33 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things we thou knowest not. So, for you to know what you don't know, what should you do? What should you do? Let's be on our feet. People are sleeping. Let's be on our feet. And you are going to pray. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. You are going to pray. Say, Father, open my eyes and show me the source of my challenges, the source of any cause of pain upon my life. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Father, open my heart. Open my heart. Lord, I want to identify the source of those challenges. Every challenge I'm going through, oh God. Every problem, oh God, the enemy is used to torment my life. Well, oh Lord, make me to identify the source of those problems. In the name of Jesus. Every cause of pressure upon my life and my family. Lord, open my heart to see. In the name of Jesus. Pray that prayer with the all of your heart. Jesus, he said, if you call on me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Say, Father, open my eyes to see with that which I know not concerning my life, concerning my destiny, concerning my, my family, that which I know not. Many of us are passing through issues just because of what you don't know. Why don't you ask God to open your eyes that you might know 
de prato shata kalaboko sotonia. In Jesus mighty name we are prayed. Isaiah 55 says, while we are still standing, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let's have it on the screen, please. Isaiah 55 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. With me, there are times you try to look for him, <laughs> you may not find him. Can you see that? He says, seek ye the Lord. While what? So when you're supposed to be praying for God to break any curse upon your life, if you sleep, you're on your own. God, I believe, has packaged this message because of somebody. And it might be you. I've told you, if you are feeling sleepy, what should you do? Please stand up and walk around. You are free when the preaching. Seek with the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. I said something at the beginning. What did I say? That God is where? He's here. So I'm going to pray that prayer again. Lord, open down my heart. Whatever it is, the enemy is using to torment my destiny. Whatever it is, the enemy is using to unmake your, your purpose for my life. Jesus, open my eyes and show it to me. And show me even the steps to take to get out of this, all this evil. In the name of Jesus, Lord, open down my eyes that I may see, that I may know that which I do not. Say, call unto me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which I do not. Lord, I know you are here. You are here. Lord, cause me to find you tonight. Cause everyone under the sound of my voice to find you tonight in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. You can have your seat. Remember, if you feel like sleeping, please stand up. You are free. Ushers will not stop you. But if you sleep, they will stop you from sleeping. Constant, consistent prayer and fasting, also dedicated searching of the Word of God. Studying and meditating on the Word of God. Many of us, by God's grace, we have discovered through the Word of God, the source of some of the problems we are going through. To the glory of God, one day I was searching the Word of God and the Lord opened my eyes. And some of the issues in my life and my family was because of the name my family was carrying. My name, if you come from Nigeria, used to be after and horrible. We call it Fakujuo then. But when the Holy Spirit opened my eyes, that it took God to change the name of Abraham to Abraham before Isaac could come. God would have done it if there was no need. It took Sarah to be changed to Sarah for the miracle to happen. For the spell that was on brother Jacob to be removed, God had to change from Jacob to what? To Israel. 
And to God's glory, when I presented that to my dad, and I wrote a write-up, that day we have to do this. And I prayed, all my family, we prayed, and I was hard. The man himself changed it. So I did not make it to be that I would separate myself, that I would cut that covenant of that oracle for me. I cut it even from one step above me. My dad did it. And I got that revelation. Through what? Searching the scripture. So you want to be free? You need to go for light. That's the light of the world. The revelation from the word of God. That will show you your own. Your own will be shown to you when you are studying the world. So if you are lazy studying the world, you are far from discovering that. From identifying it. In Joshua 1, he said, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. For then at the end, you will have good success. Things will begin to work according to the way God proposes for your life. Psalm 119, verse 130. Said, The entrance of the world giveth light, it giveth understanding to the simple. The entrance. Did you hear that? The entrance of your world. So if you don't allow that world to enter you by studying it, how will you be able to get the light, the revelation, that will show you where things are wrong, where the enemy is tapping from the resources that God has put in your care? In Daniel 9-2, Daniel understood by studying the world that the time of slavery is over for Israel. And he began to pray. And as he was praying, the light of God shone. He understood by what? By book. For you to identify what else do you do, you must do what we call a trend analysis. And this is where I want us to take note of this. Please be attentive here. You must do what? A trend analysis of the chains of events that happen in your life, in your family. Many of us will take whenever anything happens, where? Okay, it happens. That's the way God wants it. Sorry. Was that the way God wants it for Judas Iscariot to die the way he died? All the, the way Solomon messed up and did everything he should not do, was that how God planned it for him? So you don't hide under, oh, that's the way God wants it. No. Until God tells you, this is what I want. And this is how I want. I want to carry this problem. Never take thought for God's sake. Because his thoughts towards you are thought of good. Not of evil. To what? To give you the expected end. So you must do what I call a trend analysis by asking questions. A close observation of events in your life, in your family, in your business. Why must it be everybody in the family? This one has the sickness and die. That one has the sickness and die. That will have that sickness and die. The same type of sickness. And you are still looking. <laughs> you are still looking. You have not gone to say, Lord, I refuse it. 
discover whether I refuse it, it will not come to my own tongue. No. And you are looking at it. Many people, many families, are, they are under the spell, under the curse of not getting married. There was a case of a, 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 of a sister. He went to a crusade, and the man of God said, God said in that meeting, there is somebody in that meeting, that somebody very close to you, has been the cause of why you are not married. And if that person does not stop that cause, if he does not stop that evil he or she is doing, the person will die in the next one week. So the woman went home, the sister went home, and told the mother. <coughs> and this is what our pastor said. That whoever is the source of the problem I'm having, that I'm not able to get married, probably at the age of 30, 40, and the rest of the sisters too, they are not getting married. None of them. And probably there are three or four. I don't know exactly. But the man of God said that person will die in the next one week. When the mother heard it, the mother said, okay, that your pastor that said people will die. I want to see her. I want to see him. So when the, man, the mama got to the man of God, said, you are the one that is telling people that people close to them will die. Say, the man of God said, no, I didn't say anybody would die. It's God that said it. What God said is, whoever is responsible, why this, my daughter, is not yet married, that person will die in the next one week. God said it. Oh, God said it. The woman said, okay, my daughter, go out. You want to, I want to talk with the man of God. Hmm. When it was the woman and the man of God, the woman said, but why do you say this? Do you mean this person will actually die? Say, yes, he will die. It's God that said it. And the, the woman said, okay, 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 what do we do? I'm the one responsible why they are not married. Because if they marry, they will not take care of me. Who said that? The mother. The mother said, if the daughter gets married, that they will not take care of her. So she stopped her, demonically, from getting married. So the man of God said, okay, mama, okay. If it is you, then whatever you have done, go and reverse it. Let them get married. I will pray for you, you will not die. Before the next three months, she got married, and the rest of the sister got married. The Bible says, your enemy, where are they? Your household. So, don't think when we are preaching like this, we are saying things like this, we are just speaking uh, fables. How will you say that the mother will not allow the daughter to get married? Just because what? Fear of being neglected. And the man of God said, I will personally tell your daughters that they will take care of you, whoever they get married to. But that is life. She plays a curse. On the daughter. So you need to do what? 
a close observation. How have things been in your life? Now, look for example, go to the family of Eli. In 1 Samuel 2, 31 to 32. 1 Samuel 2, 31 to 32. So behold, the day come that I will cut off thy harm and the harm of thy father's house. This is God speaking to Eli. After Eli refused to discipline his children. And God said that there shall not be an old man in thy house. Do you see that? There will not be what? An old man in the house. And 32. And thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation, in all the words which God shall give Israel, and there shall not be an old man in thy house for how many days? For how many days? Forever. You know what that means? As they get to 40, they die. Once they are approaching 40, they what? They die. The first one, the brother died 40. Me, I'm approaching 42. What will I do? And you don't run. You are expecting 40 to come. Which means in that family of Eli, as they are approaching 40, what happened? They just died cheaply. Because that cause is already there. But do you know the way it works? The moment one of the children of Eli said, No, I refuse to be under this covenant. Because I have a child of God. And he gave himself unto Jesus. I said, no, I break myself loose from this. Me, I will make sure I discipline my children. I will make sure I serve the Lord. What happened? Because it's broken. So it depends on you. Say, no, I refuse to be under despair. I refuse to allow this cause to work on my life. So it's life for you. Many people, you see a lot of series of failures, mistakes, similar ones, happening. They give them work. They know how to do it. There was a case of a brother. <clears throat> very bright, knows his book very well, perfect student. But the moment he gets to the exams, you know what happened? She will just wet herself, wet himself. She will wait on, her, on himself in the exam hall. And what happened? Because of the shame, you have to go. I will not write the exams. Until one day, this thing happened. At the point of him doing exams, that's what it will happen. Then he ran to the man of God. And he was prayed for. The next exam, after being prayed for, the next exam he went to, as his father, he began to sweat. And that was the end of that affliction. It was a cause. But it was broken. Many people, their horn is like Gehazi. You know Gehazi? A cause was placed on Gehazi. Now imagine all the... I, you know, I have this question. Where did it Elisha said, Gehazi, you will be leprous and finished? It should have been enough, right? But, yet, but Elisha said what? You'll be leprous and all your... So all the children born to the family of Eli, automatically, what happened to them? They are initiated to 
leprosy automatically. Until any one of them says, no, I refuse it. I will not be part of this covenant of leprosy. I will not fail. God has mercy on me. Now, if I ask you now, do you know what has happened before you were born? <laughs> you don't know. But you can know. Because you are a child of God. He will reveal it to you and you will invoke others' cause. We're going to pray very soon now. And number two steps that I told you, all we have said is just identify them. When you identify them, what, what then do you do? You break the curse. And how do you break and cast it the curse? Three steps. You must repent of all your sins. You must renounce the curse. You must reject all those things that have been done on your behalf or you are privy to and you are, your curse is working upon your life, you must consciously reject them. Consciously say you are no longer part of it. You must exercise the authority God has given you. And you must declare them terminated. All those curse of preaching upon your life. Luke 10, 19. Matthew 16, 19. You can write that for that. You must uproot everything God has not planted in your body. Matthew 15, 13. And you must break every covenant that is working contrary to the will of God upon your life. I told you you have to repent. So let me cover that a bit. Because we are going to be doing something. We are going to be going to a session of prayers. Now, when we are talking of repenting, if the thing was done, not you that did it, but be on your forefathers did it. Then you need to pray the prayer that Daniel prayed. You repent on behalf of your family. You repent on behalf of anyone that has ever that has done it. The Bible says he visited the iniquity on fourth, even fourth generations. So you don't pray, you pray for yourself that God, I repent of every sin. I have committed, the one my forefathers have committed, that the enemy is holding on to, to torment my life. I repent of them. First John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't hide your sins. You know that those things you have done that is unto you, that is making a cost to work upon your life. Proverbs 28 13 says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. That is a cost already. So he that covereth his sin shall not what? Prosper. But whoso confesses and forsakes them shall prosper. So if you know you have sinned, there's something you have done that you know is the cause of the problem you are going through. What should you do as a child of God? Go and confess and repent of them and don't do it again. But you know something is wrong and say, oh, God is good, God is good. Yes, God is good. But it's only good when what? You are good. God is only good when what? You are good. And you don't put your hand into sin. You live in sin. He that covereth in sin, the Bible says, shall not prosper. That is a curse on his own. From who? From God. So, third type of sin. 
first type of cause until you stop committing the sins, the cause continues to, to operate. So you know you have done something wrong and you have, you have refused to confess, you are still covering it, hiding it. The Bible says, such cannot prosper. And what else do you do? You must receive the devil and all his assigned demon by being obedient to the word of God. Stop playing sin. Stop hiding sin. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Hebrews 1, 9. Then finally, let's go to this last part. I'm going to be praying now. I'm going to be praying for each point that I'll be staying now. So you will not be sleeping now. Now, I'll be going through some series of sources of causes. How do all these cause, all these cause, how do they come? And I believe that as I go through this, the Holy Spirit will open your heart to see. You know we have prayed it. What are those things you need to do? What are those things in your life that the enemy is using to torment you? By the time the Holy Spirit opens your eyes, please take whatever step He wants you to take. Because he, God, it is not the joy of God for you to remain under the torment of the devil. No! But if you are not doing what you need to do, there is no way God can help you. Now, I was telling somebody, okay, someone asked a question. If you start through the scripture, the people that God punished most in the Bible, they are who? The Israelites. His children. Because of what? Whenever they commit sin, what happened? God will send them for, for punishment. So don't say, oh, I'm a child of God. Yes, God is good. But you are living in sin. You are doing things you should not do. You have disobeyed His instruction. Sorry, the law of God, you cannot bend God's hand. So I want you to pay attention to all this. I pray God will help us to, to try and do this and we pray. Number one, sources of causes and how to secure liberty from those working on your life and your family. Number one, disobedience to divine instruction. This is the major cause of a lot of cause that is operating in the life of children of God. Disobedience to the word of God. Now, this could be direct disobedience by you or it may be the disobedience of your generation's past. Things they have done contrary to the law of God. That may be why you are suffering all those things you are suffering. In Deuteronomy 28.15 Say, but it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and all his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these causes, if you get them, go and read them. Just read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to hand. 1 to 14 talks about blessing, if you obey. 16 to 68, you see the ratio, talks about what? Curse. If you disobey. And you see, indirect disobedience. Let's read Exodus 20, 25. Exodus 25. Things that were done. Many of us now, we are a victim of the ungodliness of some of our parents. If your parents, for example, refuse to pay tithes and you are a child, 
What do you think will happen in that family? What does the Bible say will happen to the family? Deborah. Daddy refused to pay tithe. What will happen to the family? Deborah. It's as simple as that. If your husband refused to play his role, there's a cost attached to it. If your wife refused to play her role as instructed by God, submit it, there's a cost attached to it. If a child is dishonoring the, the parents, is there a cost attached? Yeah. That's the way it works. You don't have to do anything special. You disobey this divine instruction, the cost is... Even before you do as you are doing, the devil is already waiting. Yes, let him disobey. And the devil will strike. Say, so if that breaketh the head, what happened? The serpent will bite. So Exodus 25 says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. If you disobey God's instruction, do you love God or hate Him? You hate Him. And say, even up to fourth generation, you will visit the iniquity. In Malachi 3.10, I'll just give you like four or five, the ways we disobey God and the consequence. Malachi 3.8-10 said, if you don't pay your tithes, that God, he said, ye are caused with a cause, verse 9, for ye have robbed me. Even this whole nation. So there's a cost attached to what? Not paying your tithe. Example number two. If you see the poor, the needy, you don't give them, or you are maltreating people that are in need, there's a cost attached. Proverbs 28 27. Proverbs 28 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a cause. Do you see that? Now, if you see your neighbor sleeping, please wake him up. You see your neighbor sleeping, wake him up. If that's yet a poor man, and you turn your face, there's a cause what? Attached. Exodus 22, 22 to 24. Exodus 22, 22 to 24. Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. Now listen. You do wrong thing to people that are widow, fatherless child. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cried, they cried at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry. And my Lord shall wax out, and I will kill you with the sword. And your wife shall be widows, and your children fatherless. Who said this? Your God. You disobey the instruction of God, there are causes attached. And as children of God, we need to have this understanding because you cannot twist the hand of God. You must obey His instruction. So if you say you are a child of God and you are disobeying all these instructions and you are praying, you have not confessed the sin, what are you doing? The devil will just be laughing. The devil will not turn anyone of us to laughing stock in Jesus' name. 
Another example, dishonoring your parents. And that includes we, in fact, it matters more to we adults. Do you honor your parents? As adults, do you make sure you do, you pay your, your due to take care of those parents? And when I meet parents, me, by God's grace, I have four parents now. My father, my mother, my father-in-law, and mother-in-law. And many other aunties and uncles. They are in position of parents for me. It is my duty to honor them. If I don't honor them, sorry. The Bible says the person will not have what? Long life. It's as simple as that. You cannot twist that law. That is God. You say, oh, because the, because the woman is wicked, because the woman is this. No. Your role is what? Honor him or and her. Another example, immorality, fornication. You see that in... Look at the example of Genesis 49, 3-4. Genesis 49, 3-4, where Jacob was... To bless Reuben, his firstborn. Look at what he said. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, and the excellency of dignity, and the essence of power. Verse 4. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed. Then defiled thou it, he went to my couch. Leviticus 20, 11, 13, and 20 to 23. You can read when you get home. Now, example number five, idolatry and ungodly covenant. I'm giving an example of where you have, probably you have been disobeying God, and, and you don't know you are doing it, and the cost attached is working against the purpose of God in your life. You need to check. Example number five, idolatry and ungodly covenant. These, I want us to pay close attention to this. Many of our parents are idol worshippers. It may be even direct person above you or the person before you. And you know the, the worst part of it? Many of us will still have those images hiding somewhere. <laughs> those images, you still have them hiding somewhere in your house. It may not be your house in Oman, but probably your house in, in, in wherever you, you came from. Those things Mama gave you, and you know it's an idol, you are still hiding it. And you think this will go her way. God said, I'm a jealous God. You worship an idol, you are linked to an idol, and you are a child of God. No! The cause will continue to work. Many of us, when you get to our houses, probably they gave you something before you got born again, and that is still there. That demon is still there, he gave you something that looks like a snake or whatever it is. Or on the floor, you get to the house to put it on the floor, or you are putting it on, on your head, anywhere. Anything that is linking you to any high door, please burn it off. If you don't, look at what God, God says. Exodus 20, 3 to 6. Thou shalt not have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make any, make thee any graven image. Or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, and that is in the water under the head. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. You see, even the one done by your generation, the fourth generation, 
God can see. And if you are still linked to it, they are doing a ritual at home. They are doing a festival. You are contributing. You are part of the idols. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? They are doing a festival. And they say you should send money. And you are sending money for festival. What have you done? You are part of what? The idolatry. It must stop if you want God to have mercy on you. Many of us are into ungodly relationship, ungodly alliances, ungodly group. And many of us, like I said before, we have been innocently initiated to some idolatry. And that is the thing opting you. And you have refused to do something, nothing about it. And things are happening contrary. And you say, what, what, I'm still a Christian. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Sorry, until you revoke them. Until you renounce them. Those powers will still be to continue to walk in your life. Now, look at this. Putting your trust in man and not God. There's a cause attached to it. In Jeremiah 17, 5 to 6. Jeremiah 17, 5 to 6. Thus said the Lord, Cause be the man that trusted in man. Cause be the what? The man that trusted in man. And maketh flesh his arm. And whose heart departed from the Lord. Verse 6. For it shall be like the herd in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh. You see that? You put your trust in man. Even when good things are happen, happening, you will not see it. <laughs> Psalm 84 verse 12. Psalm 84 verse 12. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. Psalm 56 verse 11. In God have I put my trust, I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. So who is your trust? Is it your company? Or your salary? Or your friend? Oh, they have promised me this. Or your uncle? Is God your trust or those small things you put your trust in? That's a cause attached. A cause be unto man that trusted in another man and not God. Another example you see of disobedience is stealing, deceit, lying, and unfaithfulness. Jeremiah 48.10 says, Cause be is that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. And I want you to pay attention to this, please. Jeremiah 48.10, the, the, the first part of it. says, Cause be the man that doeth the work of the Lord. How? How? Praise the Lord. Let's be on our feet. I see how Bob, I see how we, we, we are getting sleepy. We are all working for God. I want you to look at that. Cause be unto who? The man that served God. How? Deceitfully. 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 Many of us, our own, I've told you about Gehazi. Gehazi lied. He told the lie against God, against Elijah. He stole, 
he was unfaithful to his master, you know the hand of Gehazi. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Many of us are under a curse because of unforgiveness. Because of what? I've told the story of before, and I'll, 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 I'll say it again. There was a man <coughs> that had a daughter and a wife. The wife died. So the daughter turned to the, the very close friend to the man. The man gave this daughter out of hand in marriage to a man. And he told the man, please take care of my daughter. She's the only one I have. The man said, well, I will take care of him. To cut the story short, after some time, this man began to beat the, the daughter to the extent she, the man almost killed her. So she was sent. The lady came back home to the, to the house of the father. Of course, you know how the father will feel. The father felt very bad. Now, upon all the promise I made for this son-in-law, look at the way he treated my daughter. So before you know it, this man began to blow. We're just getting fat. Now, the father, I'm talking about the father of that lady now. Getting fat. This, he went to the clinic. They couldn't see the source of the problem. But by this time, he said he does not want to see the son-in-law at all because of the wickedness he has done to the daughter. That doesn't want to see. That anywhere I see you, I'm just kill you straight. So he refused to forgive the son-in-law. But meanwhile, it was what blowing. Everything was getting swollen. So he came for prayer. As he was being prayed for, the Holy Spirit revealed that there is somebody that you have refused to forgive. Until you forgive the person, there is no solution to this problem you have. I say, what is the link with, that, with someone getting swollen and unforgiveness? But that is the word of God. The word of God says, if you don't forgive, you will not be what? Forgiven. So, to cut the story short, this man, out of where God said I should do it. Okay, I want to go and do it. He went to the house of the son-in-law. When he knocked the door, by the time the son-in-law opened the door, he banged the door back. Before he knew the man had come for what? To kill him. <laughs> so the man had to knock. I said, please, I'm here for peace. I'm here for peace. When he opened the door, now listen very well. As he opened the door for the father-in-law, and they hug one another. As they hug one another, the man discovered that something fell out of his hand. When he tried to look at the floor, the ring that the man was holding, that the father-in-law, fell off. You know what happened? The illness started immediately. Because the swelling has covered the ring. So as he heard the, the son-in-law, the swelling began to go down. So if you are here, you are holding somebody in unforgiveness. We call it a silent poison. No, it's like you drink uh, what's this? Any poison. 
whatever person you want to do. It's like you're doing poison and you're expecting the other person to die. Who is going to die? <laughs> That's the way it is. You are the one that refuses to forgive. The person is enjoying his life. You just say, no, I'm not forgiving. I'm not forgiving. But you are the one dying. So if anybody here is here, you are not forgiving anybody. That will be the first thing we are going to do. I want you to, to go, and for that, please, you can read Matthew 6, 14 to 15. God said, if you don't forgive, I will not forgive you too. It's your God that said it's not me. So you are holding somebody, you say, I will not forgive him. For you to show you are forgiving him, you should go ahead and call that person first thing tomorrow morning. In fact, if it's in a country where they are not, they are not sleeping, in fact, send the text tonight. And the first thing you are going to do is you are going to pray for that person. Are you with me? Anybody you are holding anything against, or anybody that has offended you, I'm not saying you offended. Anybody that what has offended you, and you are saying, no, I will not talk to this man again. I will not have anything to do with, with this person again. You go ahead and say, Lord, I forgive. And you begin to pray for that person. Let's go ahead and do that. Many of us, you don't even know. You don't even know. But those things are tormenting you. You have somebody that you are holding something against. The person has offended you, or you have offended the person. And if you know anybody that is passing through such affliction, I want to please pray for them. I know definitely it might be difficult at times to do to let go. But many people are under bondage just because of unforgiveness. Let's pray for, for, for ourselves. As many holding anybody under unforgiveness, Lord, we pray for grace. We pray for grace tonight to let go. Anyone under the spell of unforgiveness, Lord, I pray for grace tonight. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praised. Now we are going to be praying the prayer to set ourselves free from every bandage the enemy must have put us. Now, you know, many of us know we have gone for deliverance. But you saw all those disobedience as I mentioned. The truth is, many of these things are continuous things. How many people, I'll just give you one example. Can you boldly say that you have not seen somebody in need and you turn your face? Or somebody has been positioned for you to help a poor person or a needy, a widow, a childless, a, a fatherless. And you have been positioned to do it. But one way or the other, you did not even notice it and you turn your face. Or you notice it again, well, somebody else will help. But the Bible says what? Cause is he that refuse what? To help the poor. To help the fatherless. To help the widow. So, you don't say, okay, well, I've already done deliverance before, I'm free. But many of these causes are operating one way or the other. Because of all this disobedience, many ones you don't even know. Not to talk of many of us that you have even gone to anything delivered to feel no, it doesn't matter. And your generation, they are idol, they are idolats, they, they worship idols. So you need to pray, please, for God to have mercy on you and every member of your family for every sin you have committed. 
In Second Chronicles seven fourteen, say if my people, my people, God's people, you and I, we humble themselves. We, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. So you are going to talk from the wicked ways on behalf of your family tonight. And say, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. God wants to heal your family, but you need to cry to God for mercy on their behalf. Why don't you go ahead and begin to cry for mercy? That God will have mercy on you. Every known and unknown thing. Every known and unknown thing. It may even be you. Every known and unknown thing that the enemy is holding on to. To make anything, oh God, in my life work contrary to your will. Lord, I cry for your mercy on behalf of me and all my parents, all my father, all my forefathers, any member of my family. Jesus, whatever everyone, anyone has done. Lord, I cry for your mercy. That the peace of 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 mercy. Ask the Lord to forgive all your sins and the sins of all your family members. The sins from your father's side, from your mother's side. God, have mercy on me. In the name of Jesus. Have mercy on every member of the family. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Forgive every known and unknown sin. Cry to God for every known and unknown sin. That God will have mercy on you. That God will have mercy on you. It will not be you, but someone is on your behalf. And is still working against you. Jesus, have mercy. Jesus, have mercy. And if there is any known sin among the ones you have mentioned, you don't pay your tithes, or you, 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 or you are unforgiving, whatever it is you can remember, begin to cry for help. Begin to cry for God to forgive you that you are involved in immorality, in fornication, adultery. The Lord, please have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. If you don't pay your tithe, ask Him to have mercy on you. If you are the one who are disobedient in any way, you are violating the law of the Lord. Ask God to have mercy on you. Ask God to have mercy on you. Jesus, have mercy. Jesus, have mercy. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. I want to say, Father, please reverse. Reverse every cause of preaching upon my life because of my disobedience. Because of the disobedience of my family members. Cancel them now, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Quite a cross to the Lord. Father, tonight I call on you. That you will reverse every cause. Of putting upon my life and my family. Because of my disobedience. Because of disobedience of all my family members. In the name of Jesus. Every cause of putting upon my life. Every calf of Peter from my life, I reverse them tonight. I cancel them tonight. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus, every cause 
operate upon my family because of my disobedience. Lord, I pray for mercy today. I pray for your mercy today. I pray for your mercy today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Mighty name we have prayed. So you know some people, when they see their family, you see series of divorce. Series of miscarriage. Series of failures. Series of separation. In fact, there was a case, the Holy Spirit wanted me to share this. Of all the ladies in the family bedwet. We are talking about people that are up to 30 years. They were like five. All of them what? Bedwetting. Until the light of God shone. And it was discovered that it was a spell placed on the family because of one wrongdoing of their father. And the mother said, the, the, the person said, oh, you can cheat me like this. Everyone in your family, I will put them to shame. And he said, all of them to begin to bedwet. Until that curse was broken. In fact, the way it happened, after the man of God prayed and the curse was broken, when the lady saw the man of God for the first time, she began to cry. And she said, Daddy, for the first time after 27 years, I slept without bedwetting. The first time after 27 years. Hello? Hello? There are causes. And you need to break them. You need to cry unto God. So we are going to pray. Many of us, it may be idolatry that was done by your forefathers. And those things are still potent. Probably already make a covenant. That anyone in this family wants to get to the age of 40, this must happen. Their firstborn, this must happen. Whoever born that is again that family, this must happen. And they have entered that, they, many of them, they enter those covenants innocently because of protection. But you know, the devil does not have anything good. So you are going to pray. Say, Father, I renounce. Every association, every link with any idol from my father's side, from my mother's side, I reject them. I declare I no longer have anything with them in the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus. My children belong to Jesus. My family belongs to Jesus. Go ahead and begin to cry to the Lord. Every link I have with any idol, every link any member of my family have with any idol, today I reject them. I revoke such link. I cancel such covenant in the name of Jesus. Today, from my father's side, from my mother's side, any link to any idol, you infer oracle by the power and the name of Jesus. I cancel all your effects over my life and my family. I cancel all your effects over all my generations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Many of us have entered ungodly covenant. In fact, many of us actually enter to it before you go born again. And you think it's over. How can you imagine a boy and a girl? Probably they are going out. And they say, okay, for us to not to separate, the only thing we do to see it is to do an exchange of blood. You know people do it? <laughs> people do it raw. And blood covenant is one of the most strong covenants that to break it, you need the help of God. You are going to pray. Many people, their agreement is the moment you do this, oh, once you sleep, battery. Why must it be every day? It is you. Snake is pursuing you every day. Every day, you are having sex in the dream. There's a, a covenant you, they, they have made on your behalf to a demon somewhere. You think it's ordinary? No! It's not. Some of us are sitting down. I believe you are praying. Because you need to pray. If you feel weak, you can sit down. But make sure you are praying. Make sure what? You are praying. Say, Father, I cancel in the name of Jesus every agreement that I am into knowingly or unknowingly that is working against your will in my life. I terminate the agreement. I terminate the agreement. I declare no more shame. No more untimely death. No more failure. No more sickness. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and we don't declare what I don't see you don't want in your life. Those things, those covenants have made you to be experienced. Begin to cancel them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, every agreement I have with any demon, or my family members have with any demon, knowingly or unknowingly, I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. I declare I have for Jesus. All my family members are for Jesus. We have no agreement with any demon. Every agreement with any demon. I cancel, I cancel agreement. I terminate such contract. In the name of Jesus. I terminate such contract. In the name of Jesus. For me and my family. No more sickness. No more untimely death. No more untimely death. No more sudden death. No more poverty. No more failure. No more depression. No more fantasy. No more shame. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Mighty name we are prayed. In Jesus mighty name we are prayed. You can have your seat briefly. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to just speak to us on this. Many of us, we have what we call a self-inflicted curse. You put the curse on yourself, unknowingly, by your wrong attitude. 
How can you see those children when they saw Elisha coming? And they began to say, Bowhead. Bowhead. And what happened? Elisha said, Let be a consult. And it was, it consumed all the children. They used their mouth to attract the cause. The cause was waiting gently. But they used their own mouth to attack it. Where they wanted to arrest Paul, the Bible says in Acts 23.12. Acts 23.12. And when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves unto a curse, and saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Have you ever heard somebody say, Oh, over my dead body. You have heard it before. Somebody was talking, in this office, over my dead body, you'll be promoted. And do you know what? A lot of them, what? They have died, and the person got what? Promoted. So these people said, over my dead body, Paul. If Paul is not dead, we will not eat. So I wonder, probably they must have died. <laughs> because Paul escaped. They must have died of hunger. But they put themselves under a covenant that if we don't keep until we keep on, we are not going to eat. You can imagine such terrible things that people do for themselves innocently, out of lack of understanding. Careless words. Many people at the point of giving birth because of the horror of uh, labor pain, they began to say terrible things. Cause their husband. Cause the children that is yet to be given back to. You remember, it is in Rachel now. Before she gave back to the, to the child, and it was Benjamin, right? And she caused, he said, no, you will be, this will be your name. But thank God, Jacob already knew. Spiritual <laughs> He said, no, this one will not be called that name. And now they have used their mouth to put curse on themselves, on their children. Many people out of, out of anger, the same mouth you are using to pray, you use it to curse your children. You think your mouth is different? The same mouth you use to pray is the same mouth you use to curse. What will happen? If by the time you are praying, God is hearing. When you come, who will hear? Devil will hear and will make sure it comes to pass. So you dare not open your mouth to see anything wrong concerning your children. By the time you are at the peak of your hunger, oh, this boy, you have done this in the gate. God bless you. You are hungry. You will fulfill destiny. This boy. That is what? That is the peak of your what? Hunger. When you are hungry and you begin to say nonsense concerning your children, devil will hear it and will make sure that it comes to pass. Rebecca and Jacob. When Rebecca told Jacob to go and lie, to go and uh, do be smart, he said, Jacob was hesitant to, to do it. He said, Go and do it. The cost be upon me. If anything happens, let it be on me. You know, a lot of parents have done that. Putting a curse on themselves. And you say, You're a child of God. Now, look at the case of the, the people that were witness 
to the crucifixion of Jesus. In Matthew 27, 25, when Pilate asked them, they said, then answer all the people and said, "Is blood be on us. And who? And our children. Why did they say, let it be on us alone? Said the blood of killing Jesus be on who? On horse. And why our children? You see, you can now imagine what your grand, your parents, your grandparents that did not even know Jesus at all, what they would have said on your behalf. So let's start on our feet and we'll pray. Let's start on our feet and we'll pray. You don't know what they have uttered. And you, can't, you don't even have control over it. Even up till now, many of us that have ungodly parents, they are still pronouncing such demonic utterances. And I see many of us even say, say, ah, you brother, oh, this are not going well. The same mouth that you to pray. When you're supposed to be confessing positive things, and as you say it, you see it. As a man chicken in his heart, so what? So is it? So if you see yourself a failure and you are confessing it, you can't get anything better than that. Sorry. You must say with your mouth what you want God to do for you. So you are going to ask God for mercy. Every idle word. I want every, every mother here especially to say this, to pray this prayer. If you know you have been involved in saying something wrong for you about your children, they ask you, ask your child, oh, they're useless for nothing. The same mouth? Ah, the mouth, the, the voice does not know anything. His brain is, is dead. The same mouth? So you're going to go and say, God, forgive me for every idle word. Every negative word I have uttered concerning my family, concerning my husband, concerning my wife, concerning my business, concerning my health. Many of us say, oh, this, this, this sickness is the one that will kill, kill you. Ah! And you are praying, say, Lord, every heart do what I have uttered. Jesus, please have mercy and forgive me. Have mercy and forgive me for every heart do what I have spoken. Every heart do what I have spoken with my mouth. Lord, have mercy on me. I begin to reverse them. Say, Lord, I reverse every heart do what. Every self-inflicted cause upon my life, I reverse them in the name of Jesus. Every self-inflicted cause. Upon my children, I reverse them in the name of Jesus. Every cause I have opened my mouth to say, every demonic word, every ungodly word that I have opened my mouth to say, concerning my wife, my children, my family, my job, my career, my future, my health, I reverse such evil words now in the name of Jesus. I reverse such evil words now in the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus mighty name we are afraid. In Jesus mighty name we are afraid. Now I believe God has done what the cell will do. A lot of prayers want to pray more. But we will not be able to pray them today because of time. I will just quickly go to some understanding so that I will be able to now look at Joshua 6.26 let's start, let's start on our feet. We'll still be done in the next 10, 10, 10 minutes. Probably we'll just take 5 minutes more. Joshua 6.26 And Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cause be the man before the law that rested up and built this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof 
in his firstborn, and his youngest son shall he set the gates for feet. Now, 500 years after this word, after this declaration by Joshua, an innocent man that knows nothing, 500 years after, look at what happened. In 1 Kings 16.34, 1 Kings 16.34, In his days, did hear the Bethelites built Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abraham, his firstborn. You see that? The innocent boy was just coming. Not knowing that was a curse. He just died for it. And set up the gates thereof in his what? Youngest son, sealed. According to the word of the Lord, which is spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. How many years? 500 years. How many of us here, you know the story of your family, evil, evil, <laughs> all dead years? You know the story. This, how many years? 500 years. You know why, you see why you need to pray? Say, Father, every curse that I inherited from my father's side, from my mother's side, Walking against my destiny. I cancel them in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and begin to pray that prayer. Every cause that I inherited from my father's side, from my mother's side, I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. Whatever cause it may be, by the authority in the name of Jesus, I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. It is done in the name of Jesus. I declare every cause of preaching upon your life by the authority in the name of Jesus. Because of your pronouncement tonight, I cancel them in the name of Jesus. I cancel them in the name of Jesus. As Elisha reversed the curse upon that land, every curse working against everyone standing under the sound of my voice, whatever curse that is operating upon your life, by the authority in the name of Jesus, I cancel such causes in the name of Jesus. I declare every one of us set free and free indeed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you all the glory. And I invoke the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of prosperity, the blessing of promotion, the blessing of lost life, the blessing of joy unspeakable, because of our portion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, King of Glory. We bless you, we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Let's go and pray concerning tomorrow's service. The Lord, have your way tomorrow. Glorify yourself in a great and mighty way. Prove yourself like never before. Lord, prove yourself like never before in the service tomorrow. Lord, heal the sick. Lord, break every yoke. In the name of Jesus, do what only... Lord, break every yoke in tomorrow's service. 
Let this service be an encounter with destiny for everyone. Reach out to your people again. Lord, reach out to your people again. Father, make it an encounter with destiny for everybody. Let it be a unique service. Let it crown this great month for us in power, in glory. Lord, let this count this month for us. Let it crown this month for us. Let, are you praying? Let this service crown this month for us in glory, in power, in testimonies, in blessings like never before. In the name of Jesus. Reach out to everyone, O oh God, in this service. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' precious name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you blessed? Are you sure you are blessed? So some of us, or if not all of us, understand the root of some of the challenges we are going through now. Amen? And I agree with you that as the man of God has prayed, you see that cause no more. In the name of Jesus. You see the effect no more. In the name of Jesus. Now, I'm going home with some truths this morning. And one major truth is that there is the cause of the law. There is the cause of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. There is the cause of man. Self-inflicted causes. Come on. So that whatever has gone, you will not go and bring another one. Amen. Praise the Lord. No, Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2 says that a cause costless shall not come. So every cause that you see operating has a cause. There is something that brought it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you need to pray. Lord, may I not leave this service walking into another cause in my life. Whatever will take me to live above every cause that has been broken here this morning, Lord, release it upon my life. I think we need to pray that one. And take grace. Lord, that as I walk out of here, whatever you have taken off my life, it shall no longer come back. I will not bring it back by my hand. I take grace to walk in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Now, now, the crowning of it, the best part of it is, you know, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Christ has redeemed us. So the blood of Jesus has paid for every cause. Amen? And there is power in the blood of Jesus. So we are taking cover under the blood. And Lord, by the blood of Jesus, no effect of causes again. By the blood. Come on, take over under the blood. Take over. By the blood of Jesus. Christ has redeemed us from every cause. No more effect. By the blood of Jesus. This church takes over. Every member of the Bread of Life Fellowship. We take over. No more effect of causes in our lives. 
no more effect of causes in our journey. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Now, we are not going to end this month without speaking concerning the month of May. Amen. That is the fifth month of the year. And number five in scripture stands for grace. Amen. So, we are going to decree, Lord, the month of May shall be a month of unusual grace. Grace is unmerited favor. So, somebody wants to speak concerning that more. Father, we walk into the month of May in a couple of days, walking into unusual grace, abundant grace that will end in glory. Grace that will take us to the next level of glory as a church, as a family. Unusual levels of grace that will culminate in unusual levels of glory in every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for what you have done in this vigil night. Into the breaking of the new day. Thank you for all the causes broken. They shall not come back again. Thank you for setting free our houses. Our father's houses. Our mother's houses. Generations before and after us. We return the glory to you. Be thou glorified in the name of Jesus. For every cause broken, Lord, we decree today, their effect cancel forever. No more effect in our lives. Our children are set free. In the name of Jesus. Lord, for every member of this church that is not here, the same grace that we have contacted, the same freedom, the same blessing, the same release, that has hit us this morning. We decree the same release upon them wherever they are. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for your servant that you have used to bless us, especially in this minute, in this meeting. Lord, let your grace come upon him. Whatever has gone out of him, Lord, refuel and refurnish him in the name of Jesus. Replenish him in the name of Jesus. Lord, show him deeper truths so that he may yet be a bigger blessing to us in the name of Jesus. Father, we are going into the month of May fully persuaded that only the best is permitted to happen to us. No more regrets again. No more curse on effects in the name of Jesus. Lord, the blessing is the answer, permanent cure for any form of curse. The blessing. And your servant has pronounced blessing upon us. We agree with that blessing today and decree that from this morning the testimonies begin to come in. Blessed beyond the cost. Lifted beyond every measure. Breaking every limit. Breaking every yoke. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Somebody here came into this meeting weeping. I agree with you. Those secrets have come to an end. In the name of Jesus. Somebody here, you lost an opportunity recently. My God is saying, because the cause that made it so has been broken this morning, that opportunity will open again. Say, I have said before you an open door. 
which no man can shut. I decree this morning, every door God has opened, because the curse is gone, the devil will not be able to close it. It is open forever. In the name of Jesus. Your long-awaited good news is coming. It is coming speedily. God is wiping away your tears permanently. God is putting a seal upon the blessing in your hand. You are hitting the target in the month of May. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed in all your ways. As you return for service, return with testimonies. The time to favor you has come. So shall it be. Thank you, Father. Somebody want to clap for Jesus? Come on, just clap for him. Just put your hands together. Wow, what a night. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. One thing I know is your life can no longer be the same again. Your experiences can no longer be the same again. This has been a night of deliverance. And whatsoever the Lord doeth shall be forever. Whatever God has done in our lives this morning, today, in this vision, shall be forever. Your testimony is sure. You are returning next vision night with powerful testimonies. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's share the grace in fellowship and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Evangelism and glory. God bless you. Congratulate your neighbor. The courses are gone forever. God bless you.